0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Monday today, and I'll be running solo today, and i got a lot of articles and show notes and stories and all kinds of stuff lined up for you, so buckle up and get ready to do some research with me, do some thinking, and definitely go deep into a lot of the stuff that's going on. Thank you again for the support. Over the weekend, I got a lot of emails and I've been contacting people and getting back with people the best I possibly can. And thank you for the support of Health Masters. I've had more and more people contacting me and emailing me, asking me questions about what they think about certain things going on, about different supplements, about different nutrients and getting their immune system strong and bolstered up. And so again, I encourage you and thank you for getting that out there because we can only do it with you guys. I mean, we, we're in this all together. I mean, we do this show every single day during the week in order to get the truth out there. And, again, we thank you for getting the truth and news and health research right beside us. Be sure to check out the product of the week on the front page as product of the week sale. The vitamin C capsules with antioxidants right now is product of the week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win on Wednesday. The N-acetylcysteine and the potassium iodine. They're both going neck and neck. It looks like the N-acetylcysteine pulling a little bit away from it over the weekend. Be sure to vote for what you want to see win. And, you know, on Friday, I told you guys, because we do the show here, you know, live. It's first thing, you know, in the morning. And then basically we run an extra run of it throughout the day. And I told you guys on Friday, you know, this whole thing that happened with the abortion federally being overturned with the supreme court i've had a lot of people email me and ask me questions about it and you guys already know my stance on abortion i've already told you guys very clearly from a biblical stance on that and what i continually told people i said this whole contrived anger this whole concept of running around and terrorizing businesses and firebombing businesses and doing all these atrocities on a basis again because apparently again it's riot season again. It's, it's end of June, so it's it's riot season. So we got to find something to riot about. And I was telling one of my friends who he was kind of they they didn't fully understand what was going on. And I was explaining it to him. I said, listen, I said the federal government, a in my opinion, as always from a constitutional standpoint, should have very little input on what states can do. Period. I said I don't agree with abortion. And the federal government, I absolutely do not agree with having the right to pretty much come into any state and regulate laws. I said abortion needs to be a state rights issue. If a state wants to go in and make their state an absolute atrocity like California has clearly done, that's their job if that's what they want to do and California, in my opinion, has pretty much started to turn into a failed state. My condolences to the Patriots to still live out there, especially in the northern areas of California. I know a lot of them have wanted to split California in half to make it north and south, and I'll blame them on that. But again, this is nothing about the Fed coming in and stating that this abortion is now illegal. It simply says it's the state's rights issue. We're not getting involved in it, and we don't have a constitutional right to get involved in it from the Supreme Court. And they're 100% right. This is exactly all it comes down to. My whole point in saying that is I personally think this is being used, and it was very, very specifically timed to create conflict, specifically geared to as an obfuscation to cover up other things that are going on. The Supreme Court already had that leak a month ago. We already saw that. They already let everybody know that they were going to do this. This wasn't new of anything coming on. This is something that's been talked about and been used as intentionally, in my opinion, as an excuse for rioters and for conflict and for news media. Because if you guys have noticed now, there's literally no discussion whatsoever about this Senate gun bill that was just passed last week. None of it. Absolutely nothing is being talked about this at all, and I told you one of the most egregious things that went into this 80-page bill is the fact that even Rand Paul himself stated, and I quote, they didn't even give us the actual bill to vote on. They gave us a blank piece of paper and said, vote on this, trust us as to what the legislation will be when it comes forward, and trust that there will be an actual amendment process. And he went on to say here that this entire bill and its legislation has been done in secret, absent from well placed leaks to the journalists for talking points. And there doesn't appear to be any willingness or time provided to read, understand, debate, or amend this bill. So you got to think about this for a second. We have one of the first federal gun bills ever being brought forward and now being voted on. And now they're saying the house is going to approve it. We now have zero understanding of what actually is in the bill except for the five key points that you keep hearing about over and over and over again and one of which as i said repeatedly is very disturbing because it a sets up a insanely bad precedent for what it allows individuals to have invaded over their personal life and allowing the fed to start coming in and stating when they can expand this as you guys know when laws are put on the books they rarely ever come off And this whole expanded enhanced background checks for young buyers is very disturbing, to say the least, because as it goes into here now, full juvenile records, including mental health, would be for the first time required for the criminal background check for any buyer under the age of 21, along with a 10-day wait period. Remember, this isn't a state. This is a federal law now that they're going to put into place, meaning if a 20-year-old ...wants to go in and buy a rifle or a hunting rifle from a gun dealer, not only do they have to do the background check, it now will be enhanced and they have to wait 10 days before they can even pick the firearm up. Now what's interesting about this is, the more I've read about it, the federal authorities will check with local law enforcement and review all state mental records to determine if a prospective buyer has any criminal or mental health history when he was a minor to disqualify him from purchasing a gun. If found they will turn the over they will turn the evidence over to the fbi for further investigation. what is that supposed to mean? so what happens now if you basically were prescribed add or excuse me if you were prescribed adderall for adhd that you were diagnosed with that is a mental disorder from the dsm5 what's going to happen with that now? they're going to say well, this kid went on Adderall when he was 12 years old and basically didn't come off until he was 18, and so um, we basically cannot approve of them be able to own a firearm. What happens if your parents because remember, all this stuff with mental health all comes down to the parents? What happens if the parents come in and say, "Well, my daughter's depressed, so we had to put her on, you know some type of psychiatric drug when she was 16 years old, which is not a wise decision at all. I'm telling you guys that right now. But what if that happens? Now this girl's 18, 19, 20 years old. She needs to get a firearm for protection because maybe where she lives, she may live in one of these absolute hellhole cities now like Chicago or L.A. that is turning into just a crime-ridden nightmare, and now all of a sudden they say, nope, you can't even own a firearm. You're not even allowed to purchase a firearm. By the way, now that you've been denied on a criminal database, you are now longer denied from ever purchasing a firearm. They don't go into detail here on what happens with this. If you get denied, it just says it goes to the FBI for further investigation. This is deeply disturbing and can not only be massively abused, it can go in and expand. What happens when they state, well, we have found now that we've caught so many of these individuals that have mental health problems in their juvenile record. We're expanding this background check to age 25 now which they can easily do and go in and amend this if they want to add on to it. Then the next one goes into the red flag gun laws, which I told you they get almost a billion dollars a year now to essentially bribe states in order to enact red flag gun laws or in order to basically enforce them or to go in and um, basically act upon them. And I saw an interesting meme that got posted from – Firearm Policy Coalition. It's very interesting. I'll send it to mom today to have her post it on ST Brewer. And it kind of has this circle graph of where it's going in and showing you the things that continue to happen. And it goes, this is Randy. Randy posts a harmless picture of himself and his son at the range, basically shooting safely at a gun range, teaching his son how to fire a firearm, which is absolutely crucial in my opinion if you have children, that they learn how to operate a firearm in a safe, controlled manner, Period. Then it goes on to the next little slide here, and it says, Karen, she sees Randy's post and calls local state agents to report suspicion that Randy might be at risk to his community, essentially for allowing his child to be in possession of a firearm. By state agents, who are now financially incentivized to enforce red flag gun laws, look at Randy's social media, and they use newly granted red flag powers to claim that Randy is a dangerous threat to himself and his family. Without allowing Randy a defense, without due process, state agents and local court determine it's okay to confiscate his guns and use deadly force. Randy is awakened at 3 a.m. by a loud crashing noises, flashbangs, death threats, while his wife and son scream and tear. Randy is murdered while instinctively trying to protect his family. Now, that is not the first time that has ever happened by a SWAT team. That's actually becoming very, very common by SWAT teams. Some cases, shooting the wrong person person in the wrong house with the wrong location that they got on a search warrant because somebody woke up at 3 a.m. startled and they grabbed their shotgun and all they hear are flashlights and screaming and flashbangs and ringing they open fire on law enforcement not knowing who's in their house screaming at them and they basically are shot on the spot this happened repeatedly over and over and over again now we have federal government grant money going to every single state to encourage them to enforce this so again What I'm saying is all of this right now, always look past the fog of war that they try to put everybody in. Always look past what they're telling you to be mad about and what they're telling you to debate and get all angry about. I have seen so many ridiculous posts, comments, everything from people over this topic. This is a hot-button topic, obviously. The banker boys know this. The feds know this. The Federal Reserve knows this. The banking cartel and the Rothschild and all the other elite groups that are trying to operate and control the world know this. This was not an accidental time that they released this. This is a very well-orchestrated time. In my opinion, they did this on purpose to keep people from looking at what's really going on behind the scenes. Now, there's all kinds – of instances that have occurred over the weekend. I'm not even going to get into a lot of them, except for one that I want to address, because it's very important, because I'm waiting, waiting diligently, waiting patiently, to hear about when this new insurrection investigation is going to occur, because on Friday night, a group of crazed protesters actually started to break into the Arizona Senate building, while bills were being voted on, law enforcement officers in Phoenix, Arizona, used tear gas to break up a sizable group of protesters, that were breaking in the Senate building, Following the U.S. Supreme Court decision, the situation escalated into a hostage situation. As lawmakers were instructed, they could not exit the building because of the size of the group that was outside. They basically used tear gas, finally dispersed a huge portion of them, and essentially they dispersed. To my knowledge, nobody was arrested on Friday night. Now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting today, guys. I'm I'm waiting. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow tomorrow. I'm diligently and patiently waiting to hear about the June 24th Arizona insurrection investigation that now is – it has to come about, right? I mean, we have a massive group of individuals that tried to break into the Arizona, basically, uh, court. I mean, this this is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, it's the Arizona Senate building. I haven't even actually heard about this, even being brought up on any mainstream media. But wait, there's more. And they came back Saturday night. Saturday night, hundreds of more anti-lifers attempted another insurrection against the Arizona Capitol building for a second night in a row. The radicals began breaching the Capitol fences and trying to storm the Capitol as they were chanting, no justice, no peace. State DPS officers again had to deploy tear gas and ended up detaining people that were still on the property that they could not catch. Now, I do not know if people were actually arrested or if they just let them go. Not sure, but it's ironic again. Still waiting to hear about when we're going to hear the uh, insurrection investigation into the June 24th and 25th Arizona Senate building insurrection. Just start, throw that out there. I'm, I'm waiting. not going to hold my breath, but I am going to wait. Hopefully I'm going to keep bringing it up because apparently, you know, it's not OK when we question a completely and totally stolen election. But if the Supreme Court rules on something, you know, it's, it's totally cool to go pillage and firebomb stuff apparently according to the left, however convoluted that is. Also, too, in other news, something I wanted to bring about very, very clearly as we're starting to hear more and more about it as it's escalating, the food supply, and I bring this up on a regular basis, not because I want to seem like I'm being negative, because quite frankly I don't like talking about this, but I'm realizing the more research that I'm doing and the more people that are talking to me in the industry that I'm personally involved in, this is starting to become a very very severe problem with food shortages there's now another uh, manufacturing plant that is in Campbell County Tennessee one of the nation's largest vertically integrated chicken producers will now be shutting down its plant in Campbell County Tennessee George's Inc announced it will be closing its Carryville food processing plant in Cl- Campbell County Tennessee now it's interesting about this is George had for George's had purchased the plant from Oklahoma City-based Lopez Foods in 2017. It then was producing fully cooked pork, beef, and turkey products, and now essentially it switched over to chicken over the last five years. And what's interesting about this is Georgia's has not responded to any request for comment, neither did the company publicly explain the closure. They just shut it down. Another meat processing plant shut down again. Now, it's interesting about this. It's becoming increasingly clear that severe food shortages are going to be inevitable. At the very least, you're going to start seeing prices go through the roof. All the way from literally now dozens of manufacturers that have shut down just in this year alone to these mysterious fires, mysterious outbreaks, mysterious slaughtering of chicken and other animals to what happened in Oklahoma the other day as well with that allegedly 10,000 head of cattle. Blow up and die from overheating in the middle of the day, which, again, I know there's allegedly a heat wave, but what in the world caused that many cattle to die all at one time when they said that there was no more significant heat than normal? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I told you guys in general my theory on a lot of stuff that happens with directed energy weapons and stuff that they're unable to use with active denial systems, how they can actually heat things up very, very rapidly, again, That's that's space-based weapon platform systems and stuff they use. But, again, this is something that I'm just throwing out there as an idea that's very, very strange that's going on on a regular basis as the Global Food Index has now risen 58% above the average in 2016 as of April 2022. This means that food is continually going to go up, and I think we're watching the early phase of it right now. I think by this year's crop cycle that rolls into 2023, I think by this time next year, and this is just my opinion, I think this time next year, we're not even going to be able to understand what high food prices are or were in the past when we start seeing next year, especially with the diesel prices continually causing stuff to go up. So again, me saying that, I encourage people, make sure – You have supplies on deck, whatever it may be, whether or not you want organic food buckets or meat buckets from us, or you want to store up beans and rice, or you want to dehydrate your own food, or you're getting canned foods, it doesn't matter to me. All I'm saying is, as a patriot, as an American, as a Christian, as a family man – that's responsible for your family's overall health, it is crucial that you start looking at stuff from an outside standpoint. And I've told people before, a lot of people have asked me, well, you know, some, some of the stored food's expensive. I said, yeah, it is. I said, because it's a factor of being able to have it stored for long periods of time. And I said, and not to mention it's already basically pre-cooked. All you got to do is heat it up and it's ready to go. And I said, if that's not something you can afford, I said, start looking at maybe some other cheaper options that you can store yourself. And they said, well, you know, I'm trying to make this meat and this meat. And I'm like, okay, well, I also know that you go out to eat two to three times a week. Well, yeah, my family likes to go out and eat dinner, and we don't like to cook that much. That's a conversation that I did with somebody. And I said, well, think about this, bud. I said, average meal right now, I'll tell you right now, I can guarantee you 100% with a tip, average meal for four of y'all to go out and eat dinner is no less than $100. For any for any type of quality food, yeah, if you go to the dollar menu taco bell and want to rot your gut out with GMO sure you can go get you know twenty thirty dollars worth of GMO tacos with dog meat and eat that I 'm talking about an actual real true sit down meal and I said, every two to three times a week that's two to three hundred dollars a week I said that's twelve hundred dollars a month that you're just burning going out to eat food and I said, think about that twelve hundred dollars a month. I said, that's four organic meat buckets every single month. I said, and each meat bucket is 20,000 calories. I said, that's 80,000 calories right there every single month that you could be putting to the side, basically storing up and going in and allowing your family to be able to have 20,000 calories per person for an entire month. Which, by the way, if you do the math on that, I've told you guys before, 20,000 calories and you divide that, say, roughly 1,300 calories a day, you're going to be looking at about a two-week supply of food. That's how the math comes out. That's why I've intentionally told people, do your own numbers and your own caloric intake and read and find and review and research what a lot of these stored foods are. I've seen way too many stored foods over the last couple of years where they claim, it's, oh, it's a four-week supply of food. Then I look at it, and it's like a 10,000-calorie bucket. You're gonna be eating like six, like not even that, like three, four hundred calories a day to last a month. I can tell you right now, with 100% guarantee, if you currently right now as a grown adult try to operate on three to four hundred calories a day for a month, you are not going to function anymore. Your body's gonna start shutting down. You're gonna start massively losing muscle tissue. You're gonna eat it as fuel. Period. There's no other way around it. So do your own research when you start stacking up calories and stacking up food, whether it be beans and rice, whether it be canned foods. And do the math on what's a realistic number on what you actually need to store up for your family. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's interesting enough. I did not know this until researching over the weekend. Up to 40,000 Army National Guard troops have still refused to get injected with the RNA kill shot. Now, Army National Guard troops, if you're listening to this, you've got family that's in the National Guard, We see you, we commend you, we stand up with you, we support you on this. This has been the lowest number of individuals, excuse me, as far as the highest number, it's been the highest number of individuals in any branch of armed forces that has refused to get the shot. They're stating that it's over 13% of the entire National Guard troops have refused to get the injection. They're saying that some have flatly refused the shot. Others have basically filed religious exemptions. The Army National Guard is now stating that basically the Pentagon is requiring it for all military members by the end of the month, and they're saying that they may end up having to uh, go in and discharge individuals. And obviously the National Guard is instrumental in times of crisis, whether it be at the border, whether it be hurricanes. They're very, very needed and very effective for what they do, especially logistics and transport. And what's interesting about this is – The Fed's now saying that – the Pentagon is saying that if Guard members won't be paid by the federal government if they are acted on federal status, which includes monthly drill weekends and annual training period and assigning to different borders and other missions that they may be internally, they will not be paid at all. So essentially they're going to tell them you basically aren't going to get anything. You're going to have to work for free. Now, they're saying it becomes more complicated because Guard soldiers on state-activated duty may not have to be injected based on the requirements of other states, like Florida. As long as they remain in state duty status, they can still be paid by the state and used for state missions. This is why it's been this real weird concept with the National Guard and stating they don't want to get the shot. But again, at the end of the day... I encourage anyone to stand your ground on this. This isn't the beginning of the shot rollout when people just blindly went and got it because they didn't want to deal with anything else, guys. This isn't that anymore. The numbers and the research and the and the articles and the VARES reporting system, all of it is pointing in a very, very negative light towards what's been going on with this shot. And what's interesting about it, I saw the adverse events from Europe, the Eurovigilance, Euro and the vares combined now, combined, they're stating between Europe and the United States from the government data recordings, we're looking at currently 78,783 deaths along with 5.83 million severe adverse injuries following the COVID-19 adverse drug reactions. That is from Europe and the United States combined. Those numbers you can see on the website as the Eurovigilance is showing 45,752 deaths with 4.5 million injuries. And the United States VARES is showing 29,000 deaths and 1.3 million injuries. Now, it's interesting about this, and everybody knows if you've looked at this, usually fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are ever reported. A, in most cases, the hospital never wants to report them in most cases. Secondly, a lot of individuals that have a side effect may not even know that it was from the injection. And secondly, a lot of them don't know how to even file a adverse event report. And a lot of them may not actually correlate the two with one another. And they may simply have the hospital tell them, no, that has nothing to do with the shot. This is just a random incident you have. And it just goes down the line. Nobody knows anything about it. So when you start seeing these numbers right now, you're talking about tens of millions of people now, tens of millions of people that basically are having severe adverse events, along with over 74,000 deaths combined. And again, that's they're stating that's roughly only 1%. You start doing the numbers on that, you start asking the question, where's everybody going? Because it's ironic to me still, and I'm being tad about this conversation, why nobody can seem to find help anymore. We're saying, oh, there's no job issues, there's no this, everybody's still hiring, but yet nobody can seem to find any help. Why does the population only seem to be moving in as far as the growth curve up is because of unbridled immigration in the United States and Europe? The only reason we're having an uptick in overall population in the U.S. is because of the millions of people that are being injected in this country from other countries every single year right now. The population growth from an organic standpoint is on the negative right now in the United States. We're not having more babies, actually, organically. We're having more people enter the country. And it was interesting. Over the weekend, I took Lana and the kids to this place called uh, Desertland Park. It's this mall that they turned into like this big game park, essentially. They have like uh, go-karts inside. They have jump-bounce houses. They have bowling. They have putt-putt golf. They have arcades. They have these motorcycle little electric motorcycles you can rent and drive around the mall. I took the kids on. Atlanta had Kendall and I had Hunter. And we were driving around. And we had a blast. We had a good time. The kids had a lot of fun. Ended up going bowling. And it was a cool time over there. And it was interesting because I got the kids some pizza they had with this cauliflower crust. Actually, really good pizza from this pizza place there. And I was looking around. I'm sitting there. You know, I analyze and look at a lot of stuff. And I told Lana, I said, is it just me? I said – and I'm I'm not being weird about this. I'm stating this very clearly. I said, is it just me? I said, are we the only white couple in this entire place? And she goes, yeah, I noticed that. And I said, it's pretty much all Hispanics and African-Americans, which there's no problem with that at all. And I looked at her and I said – why is it that there's nobody else here in our demographic? I said, we're literally like 1% to 2% minority here. I said, not that I'm feeling weird or strange at all. I said, I handle my own around any race. I'm really, really good with a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that are different ethnic backgrounds, so it doesn't bother me. I said, but what bothers me is, where's everybody going? I said, why is it that the demographics of Orlando is completely changing to where there's nobody here? And what's interesting, and this is what got me, it's two different places we went to. I could barely communicate with the staff. They literally spoke maybe 5 to 10% broken English. It was all uh, it was all Hispanic. And I'm talking to them, and I'm like, no, this is what I want to get. And th- they had to bring somebody else to try to understand what I was saying. I'm sitting there going, dude, we're in Orlando. I'm trying to buy something right now, buy a service or good from you. Why in the world can't you even – and it wasn't that they were being rude. They legitimately could not understand what I'm saying. And if anybody's been around me before, I'm very succinct. I'm very direct. I don't slur my words. I don't run around and talk super slang or have a hard southern accent. I'm very, very direct. They couldn't understand me. They had to bring somebody else in to actually talk to me. And I went, dude, we're not in Miami. We're not in Florida City or Hialeah. We're in Orlando. And this is what happens when you start bringing in tens and hundreds of thousands of people from other countries, and it's completely unfettered, that there's no requirement for anything, and you simply hand them free money, which they did. A lot of it is basically came out of Puerto Rico, which again, I have no issues at all with Puerto Ricans. I know a lot of them, really, really good barbers at the barbershop, hung out with them before. The issue we saw is, when you start bringing in hundreds of thousands of people from another country that speak a different language, and you simply hand them a check every month and you say, hey, by the way, where you can spend whatever money you want. We're just going to give you thousands of dollars a month to live here for free, which they did after the hurricanes down there. There's no pride in this country. There's no, oh, I want to learn English. I want to integrate here. It's simply, oh, I get to come to America and get paid to be there. This is what they've been doing all over the country, the same thing you've seen up in Dearborn, Michigan, with what's been going on with all the Syrian and Afghan refugees that they've been pumping up in that area. There are areas in, up there in Michigan and Minnesota that you simply really can't even go in if you're not Muslim. I mean, you've seen the videos if you haven't. If you haven't, I encourage you to look them up. With some of the Christian groups that went to the the carnival and some of the parades, and they would walk around, you know, with Bibles and crucifixes, and they're talking about Christ. And literally, there's multiple videos where law enforcement has to like extricate them and extract them from the property because they said, dude, they're literally about to kill you. You've got to get out of here you can't be you can't be here doing this and I mean these groups of Muslims are becoming violently aggressive with them because they're walking around talking about Christ guys this United States this is where it's headed and this is why I've encouraged people to continue to make sure you keep raising Americans I don't care where your backgrounds from I don't care what country you're from if you're here in America and you live here in America you need to be an American. You need to support the values that we have here. This whole concept of telling people to run around and go firebomb stuff because you're upset at what the Supreme Court ruled. Guys, there's a lot of times the Supreme Court's ruled and stuff that I don't agree with. And there's a lot of times laws have gone into place that I don't agree with. But when you're talking about the federal government coming in and stating we're not going to be involved with it anymore, it's up to states' rights, that's like – One of the best possible things that can occur is when the Fed steps out of something and no longer comes in to try to demand that states follow the law. I mean, imagine what would happen if you had the Fed come in and say, Listen, we're no longer going to be involved in the Second Amendment. It's going to be states' rights on what they want to allow to have happen. Oh my gosh. That would be incredible. (laughs) It'd be amazing. The less involvement from the federal government, the better. And for some odd reason, this concept eludes the individuals that want to be able to have the right to go in and have full-term abortions and murder these children at a young age. But again, this is what we're seeing is the culture. The culture is continually degrading over and over and over, year after year. I mean, look at what some of the videos popped out of what was going on in California as far as in Los Angeles and Seattle. They're literally videos that have surfaced of grown men completely naked in gay pride events. I'm talking bare naked, wearing like Bugs Bunny mask, like little cartoon mask, running around, flopping and throwing their genitalia everywhere. Disgusting. Walking around in in basically outside fountains, running around, completely naked. In front of children, by the way. There are young children present. You can see in the videos. I mean, I'm talking six, seven, eight-year-old children. How in the world is that not a decent exposure? Just asking a question. How in the world is that even remotely legal? And I found something that I saw earlier, and it was kind of troubling to me, is it was stating that the monkeypox outbreak in California has been getting out of control, apparently, because they're saying that these gay pride events – are spreading it, as health officials warn the disease is spreading among the gay community at like an exponential speed. And I thought to myself for a second, and you kind of think about this, just some deductive reasoning. If you know this is primarily something that's currently spreading right now in that community, why in the world are the city commissioners still granting permission for gay pride events to come to town? Does anybody remember – I'm just just going to throw this out there. Maybe somebody remembers history from two years ago. Do you remember when people weren't even allowed to go outside and visit a restaurant or go to a store because allegedly COVID was going to get you or, or the best one? You guys remember when certain states put in curfews? You weren't allowed to be outside after 9 o'clock because, remember, at 9.01, COVID was going to jump on you. It was it was out and about at 9.01. You weren't even allowed to leave your home after 9 o'clock. Some states were enforcing it by force, I mean, arresting people. If they caught you outside, you'd be detained. Yeah, because, you know, COVID was floating around. Now we know there's a specific virus that is pretty much targeting a specific community, and yet these individuals – don't even have enough self-control to say, hey, maybe I shouldn't go and engage with all these different people at this community pride event orgy that I'm trying to attend. Maybe I just need to hold off this year. Oh, that's that's too difficult. You couldn't possibly tell them to actually contain themselves. You couldn't do that. Couldn't possibly state we're not going to give you permits to have these parades right now because you guys obviously have an issue going on. And while all this is happening, while we see these things continuing to occur – in this community we now have the cdc along with the fda you know the fda came in and said that we can start injecting children age 6 month to 4 with rna gene therapy i'm not even going to get further in it's just going to make me angry every time i bring this topic up but now the cdc has stated they're developing a protocol and allowing the bavarian nordic just known as vaccine this is the one this is the smallpox injection that they've been using in the gay community to help out with monkeypox allegedly they're now saying that the cdc is developing a protocol for this monkeypox smallpox vaccine to be used in children if needed yes we are now talking about running a smallpox vaccine into children because the gay community is spreading this all around according to documents prepared for a meeting of agency advisors that took place this week the cdc is currently discussing the vaccine to get cleared for use in children. Yes, you heard me. They're now talking about allowing children to be injected with a smallpox vaccine. For what reason? You do the math on it and figure it out. All I know is this. The myocarditis we've been seeing from the Pfizer injection, the RNA gene therapy shots, is enormous through the roof. We're now showing from the research that I'm showing right here, this injection, this Bavarian Nordic genonas J-Y-N-N-E-O-S vaccine, if you look at the 200-page FDA licensure review, which, by the way, just got approved in 2019, the end of 2019, surprise, surprise, right before COVID, they discovered that two studies of the smallpox found vaccine found that 11% in one and 18% in another of the recipients had developed elevated levels of cardiac enzymes, troponin, T-R-O-P-O-N-I-M. This implies that heart muscle damage of the same kind as myocarditis was occurring in the test subjects. It was not studied any further, and the reviewers admitted they did not know whether myocarditis was being caused by this smallpox vaccine or not. They needed to perform more future surveillance to find out. However, they did not do it. They did not do it. So this shot that's only been around for two and a half years that now been approved, they're now saying, hey, Totally cool. We're putting a shot schedule together for children because children definitely need the smallpox shot right now because the gay community is spreading monkeypox. This is an all-out war on the young children. Again, one thing after another, after another, after another. They're trying to build a younger generation that not only is so mentally deprived of any type of morals and ethics that their physical well-being is going to be pretty much compromised the rest of their life in my opinion that's where they're going with this they want to make sure that these kids a can't reproduce b are mentally unstable and c have so many health problems they're going to be wrapped up in the medical industrial complex for the rest of their life i told you guys earlier there's a reason why They released this Roe versus Wade thing right after the Senate passed this federal gun bill that nobody read. There's a reason why they're allowing now your juvenile and juvenile medical history to be reviewed in order for you to purchase a firearm. In my opinion, this was a backdoor, this is essentially a backdoor bill in order to prevent the younger generation from being able to own a firearm in the future. They are effectively going to disarm the younger population and not allow them to own or purchase a firearm as they continue to get older over the next five to ten years as this generation continues to grow. That's what I personally think this is about because there's no description in this bill that I can find anybody's race. Nobody's actually fully gotten through it. There's no restriction on whether or not what mental health is classified as in there, whether or not it's because you're on Adderall whether it's because you basically had a mental breakdown because your parents put you on Xanax, whether or not it's because they put you on some type of psychotropic drug like Paxil, any of it. Whether or not you saw a psychiatrist because you were having health problems or mental health problems when you were younger and you were trying to deal with them, none of it. None of it goes into detail. It's so far open-ended, it basically is giving the federal government an open license to state Nobody under the age of 18, 20, 19 years old is able to purchase a firearm unless they have like an absolute perfect scrub history. and We can't find anything in it. They've never even been to the hospital, which, by the way, as you're starting to see these things occur and these promotions of stuff like gender mutilation, like they want to do this experimental surgery and hormone therapy on these young kids, I promise you. That will be 100% one of the main things that gets brought up. If you basically have gender dysphoria, you will not be able to own a firearm. Once they can come in and expand this further and further and further, they'll make sure they can find an excuse why every person can't own a firearm at some point in time. That's where they're going with this. The older dinosaur crowd like myself and dad and everybody else, they already know that we're pretty hard-nosed with a lot of this. We're not going to disarm This is a long, long play probably pushing out to 2050, another 30 years from now, in order to make sure this law gets expanded further and further and further. So again, understand what they're telling you, understand what they're lying to you about, (laughs) and what they're telling you to focus on Like right now, as I said coming in with this Roe versus Wade turnover right at the end of the week, right before the weekend, right after the Senate voted on this. That's just my two cents. You do, with, you do with what you want and you do your own research on it as well. Also, too, in other news, I saw research from an attorney firm now. This is interesting enough. This is an attorney firm. Reiner Fulmic, and another 50 attorneys are now filing suit over in Europe. Basically because the German Corona Investigation Committee essentially is basically being looked at on the fact that they mandated and pushed these shots and what's happening now with these side effects. This is this, this law firm's actually going after like massive class action lawsuits for in all types of different directions now because they're showing that certain batches were more lethal than other. This is exactly what I talked about when the expose did that article, how there are certain batches of the Pfizer injection and Moderna that had virtually no adverse events reported on those lot numbers, maybe one or two like soreness at the injection site out of 5,000 people. There are other lot numbers that 95 to 98% of the people that got the injection had severe adverse events and a lot of which died in those lots. And they're asking the question, how is this not criminal negligence? How is this not being investigated in the fact that you have lot numbers that clearly were much more deadly and much more dangerous than others? And apparently a Slovenian chief nurse has now testified stating that the different numbers on the barcode on the bottom of the vaccine, the different lot numbers, some were placebos and some were not, exactly what I said. And she stated that a lot of the ones that were placebos that had no side effects were the ones that were given to all the politicians over in Europe. And this is what they're saying over there in Europe right now, which is exactly what we theorized a couple months ago when we started seeing the numbers from the batch numbers. How bad is my shot or how bad is my vaccine? Steve's talked about it to numerous customers. There's something very sinister about this, and this is why my opinion, same thing Dan's talked about as well, why you talk to some people to go, oh, yeah, I got one shot or I got two shots, and basically, you know, I didn't really have any issues at all. I didn't get sick or nothing. I've had any health problems. You talk to other people got the same brand of shot, and they've had nothing but severe health problems since they've gotten the shot. Now you're talking to people that have been getting the booster shot, that have been absolutely horrific, they have been having worse and worse and worse health problems. This is something that I personally think you're going to start seeing expand, and this is why it is so important that people keep talking about it and keep getting the news about it as well. Mikey Eden, part of this investigation, said that the lot numbers of some of the shots of Moderna, Johnson, and Pfizer had a much higher mortality rate than others, exactly what we talked about. And so they're going in now and looking at this and going into detail as well about why if the PCR test was so effective and it was used to pretty much control the entire pandemic, why did the FDA and other governing bodies drop it at the end of last year? Why also are we starting to see that some people repeatedly would get the PCR test, test negative, test negative, then test positive, then test negative again, then test positive again? Remember even when um, Elon Musk tweeted about it, he got a ton of flack where he said he took four COVID tests back to back to back. One of them said he was positive. Next one said he was negative. Next one said he was negative. Next one said he was positive. How is there any consistency in this? And this is the driving factor that they've told everybody. This is the whole reason that everybody needs to lock down. This is the whole reason everybody needs to get a shot. This is the whole reason everybody needs to submit is because of this one PCR test that they're continually still now telling people you need to get tested every single week now. There are certain devices that are coming out now. I've told you guys about this, smart devices that they're rolling out that is going to be used to test you every single day day when you wake up and your results are going to be transferred and sent to your local medical department and health departments and whatever other departments they want to send this out to. This isn't going to stop. This is why the bumbling buffoon the other day got in front of the podium and tried to make a rational thought come together into a sentence and blatantly said there's going to be another pandemic. This is why we need more money. We need more money right now to basically go for this next pandemic. They know what they're about to do. And what's interesting enough, as you start seeing this money just endlessly get pumped into everything that's going on right now, I mean over and over and over again, it's like more money, more money, more money, more money, and the, everything we don't want or don't need, but yet they continually tell everybody oh, we're going to send another $40 billion to Ukraine. The other day, I told you guys, I, a couple weeks ago I went to church and they were talking about Ukraine. how the, They're sending money to support Ukraine. And I have Diametrically 100% opposed to sending money to Ukraine. Period. People go, Watson, that's not very Christian like. That has nothing to do with being Christian. It has the fact that Ukraine is the third most corrupt country in the entire world. It is the fact that they've literally collected close to a hundred billion dollars now with the United States and other countries combined along with weapon platforms to a country that's smaller than Texas. Guys, the Texas annual budget's is only $120 billion a year for the state of Texas, the great Lone Star state. Yet yeah, We're handing that to Ukraine now every single year. Glence is coming out saying, so we need $7 billion a year to function now in this war. Complete and total theater, 100% theater. There's a reason why we've had almost 20 different congressional members and Senate members go over to Ukraine on multiple cases. When, oh, it's allegedly a full-blown hot war zone right now. Man, you, you know, it's, we need all this money because we're in a full-blown war. The entire country's in shambles. No. Look at Germany after World War II. That was shambles. Look at the countries that were affected with the firebombing, the carpet bombing after World War II. That was a war. That was a conflict. Look at Fallujah after the invasion of Iraq. And over 50-day siege with the Marine Corps. All the bodies we had, all the dead soldiers we had, and injured soldiers we had with that atrocity, that Fallujah invasion. That's funny. Never saw any congressional members or Senate members going over Fallujah during that conflict. Why? Because that was a true hot conflict. What we're seeing right now in Ukraine is nothing more than a full-blown redistribution of wealth, again, for all the upper elite that want to funnel money through Ukraine and use it as another washing machine, just like Biden has been doing, just like Obama did, just like they've all been doing for decades that country is so beyond corrupt. And I'm not stating there's not good people there. I'm not stating there's not Christians that may be involved there. But what I'm saying is they don't need any money. They're floating at so much money. That's the reason why they just continually keep asking for more. It's, they're probably laughing over there going, what What? what, what, what do we do? We just keep asking them for money. They keep sending it. Yeah, man. Just keep telling them we need more money. Just keep telling them we need like $10 billion a month now, every single month in perpetuity. We're just going to need it. Well, at the same time, you know, the Senate bill – this gun bill, apparently, that was you know so big, so important. Part of it that got released was the fact that they, the funding, they're going to fund to aim school safety and increase school resource officers and beef up security in school. Like, okay, I never have a problem with you know increased, enhanced security platforms. It's always a good thing. So, how much are we, you know, this, this bill, how much are we going to do? How much are we going to throw in there? Help out schools across the country that already have overbloated budgets. How much are we going to give them to the help out and a lot of school security? Uh, the bill grants $300 million over a period of five years for school safety programs. Did you hear what I said? $300 million over five years. Five years. That's $60 million a year. If you allotted that evenly among the 50 states, that means each state gets a whopping $1.2 million for an entire state school program. <laughs> That's a joke. That is a joke. There are some giant mega mansions in South Florida and Fort Lauderdale that property taxes are that much money every single year. $1 million a year for school security? You're talking pennies to each school. Pennies. It's a joke. Oh, but Ukraine needed $40 billion, guys, because, you know, it's it's science. Ukraine needed the money for science. They need to they need to make sure they keep their 15 different bioweapon labs operational over in their country and how to work on whatever the other weird stuff they're working on over there. Always look at what's going on behind the scenes and ask questions. We're watching this entire invasion of our country from inside and out with all these current events that are happening on a regular basis, and the biggest option that we hear is, hey, guess what? You need to go give money to another country. How about we start taking care of our country? How about we stop funneling money into this giant infrastructure green deal to go and put all these charging stations everywhere, and to shut down power plants, and to shut down fuel manufacturing and refineries. How about we start looking at ways to basically maybe increase hybrid vehicles? There's a concept to be a good intermediary. I discussed that again the other day with somebody. They were talking about how great EV vehicles were. They used to sell them. And I said, there's no infrastructure there for them. They said, oh, well, it's, it's coming. So I said, coming? You just, you just snap your fingers, and you got thousands of charging stations in each little town everywhere across the country. You just snap your fingers, and that happens. So there's said, no, there's no significant reality among this. I said, if they want to go greener, why aren't they discussing the hybrid platforms that are already very, very successful? I mean, the new Toyota Sequoia, I looked at that the other day. they got a whole new hybrid system, and that thing puts out like 480 horsepower, like 550, 580 foot-pounds of torque. The six-cylinder twin-turbo in it with a hybrid system. Toyota's dialed that down. Charges the batteries on braking. Charges the batteries when the motor's on. Whenever, basically, the batteries are fully charged and you're not going for performance and you're basically in eco mode, you go on full electric, the motor turns off. It continues to charge the batteries when it breaks. That's super cool technology, fully sustainable technology. You don't have to plug into a single port ever. It bounces back and forth, continues to run on its own. Okay, that's cool. I have no problem with that. That's that's cool. That's really cool technology. Guys, this whole thing we're being told about everything needs to go electric is a complete and total lie. That's why they're promoting it. That's why they're pushing it. And that is why they're constantly trying to make everybody believe everything needs to go EV because fuel's at $6 a gallon. They're shutting down the refineries because the refineries are getting so many restrictions from the EPA coming in and stating you have to do this many different updates to your refinery in order to be green. So the refineries go, I can't spend $100 million updating this refinery to make it a little bit better. That's why they're putting 10 and 20% ethanol in the fuel now. They're lying to us about that. I got buddies who do lawn care. deep carbureted engines now are lasting like maybe a year before you gotta fully rebuild them with seals and valves and o-rings and everything. The ethanol's dissolving everything. These weed whackers and blowers. Can't even keep them up, up on operational. I remember I used to do landscape for a living back when I was a teenager. Dude, stuff we had back then, half the stuff was seven, eight, nine, ten years old. You couldn't break it. Put gas in pre-mix it together, throw it in, boom, done. Change the spark plug occasionally. That was it. Now the stuff doesn't even last a year. It's because they're pumping in all the ethanol. Why are they pumping in all the ethanol? They don't want the older engines, especially the carbureted engines and the early fuel-injected engines, to be able to function anymore. It's going to rot these motors out. They're not going to function. The only thing that can run good on ethanol are vehicles that are specifically designed to run on ethanol, like E85 and stuff. Now, if you design the vehicles for that, you can do it that way, but it's very, very expensive to develop those cars that way. It's not something you can just do and retroactively go in and change it on older vehicles from the 80s and 90s. They want to make sure everything is completely tied into an electric grid 24-7, 365, so you're not able to travel freely unmolested on your way. Look at what's really happening right now. That's why, again, I encourage people, make sure you're staying prepared and prep for anything you may feel is coming. I don't tell anybody what you have to do. I tell you it's a good idea. That's why I've encouraged numerous people. Make sure you're practicing as far as defensive measures. You understand how to handle your firearm in a situation that basically may not be very comfortable. You don't understand how to reload or clear a malfunction if something occurs. Also, too, you need to have tactical training on how to handle yourself as well whether it be with a firearm, whether it be with a defensive measure, whether it be hand-to-hand. I encourage people to do it on a regular basis, even if it's something basic. I mean, you're not, not everybody has to be a professional gunfighter out there, but again, know how to handle yourself. I mean, look what you're seeing all out in California and some of these other liberal states, these groups. You think this is bad as it gets? Guys, this is a warm-up session. They're just testing everybody to see what people are going to tolerate. This is like that early, early phase role of an invasion. They test people's defenses. They see what people can handle. They see what people can't handle. They find the the weak spots. That's what they're doing right now. They're softening up everything. And that's why I told you before, I don't think for one second this Roe versus Wade thing that came out was accidentally timed at all. At all. I think it was all done very specifically, especially right when this gun bill is coming out. And again... As we see these things occur, always remember, there's no reason to be fearful. No reason to be scared. No reason to be anxious. God's not given us a spirit of fear. This is what you have to remember. Fears of the devil. They continue to promote this fear porn on a regular basis to make people, oh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to do the best you can do. That's what you're going to do. You're going to strive to do the best. Are you going to screw up sometimes? Absolutely. Are you going to do everything perfect? No. Sometimes you're going to fall back and do stuff you shouldn't have done that you've done in the past. Maybe so. The difference is if you address it, you know it was a problem, you know it's an issue, and fixing it and going forward and say, okay, I messed up on this. I'm going to do the things. I need to do. I'm going to try to do those things that help me prevent from you know basically doing that again. That's what you have to do. So if you look back and you say, man, I know I should have bought some food a couple years ago because stuff's starting to get weirder and the prices are starting to go up you know what, maybe it's time to start stacking up on some stuff. Maybe it's time to have some backup salt as well. I told somebody that the other day. They were in beans and rice, and I was showing them how to kind of put it together as they were doing on the budget, and I said, make sure you're grabbing at least a couple, couple of these pouches of Redmond salt. And they said, why? I said, have you ever eaten beans and rice with no salt? They said, well, I didn't think about that. I said, oh, yeah. I said, you can have about two to three meals of that, and you're going to go, what the heck is this? And I said, it does not taste good. And I said, plus... You're gonna need salt as minerals. You know the Redmond salt we have is full spectrum minerals on it, it's super clean. They mine it from six thousand feet down. You don't get a bunch of garbage in it. You gotta have minerals. Same thing with the ultimate multiple. That's why I tell people always keep at the very base. You have to keep a basic on on deck, and you're trying to keep stuff in budget. Always keep backup ultimate multiple or ultimate multiple powder. Because you rotate it out, it's usually good for about a year and a half, two years. Keep an extra couple cans on it as you need it because that stuff right there will keep you going. That's a product I use every single morning. And especially if you're outside working right now in this heat, make sure you're drinking adequate water. But make sure you're getting proper minerals and nutrients put back in your body, especially if you're drinking distilled water. That's why we have the AquaTrace formula we add back into the water, and the distilled water, especially as hot as it's getting right now and you're sweating. Also, too, if you're exercising a lot. Make sure you're using that as well on a regular basis. The ultimate multiple is incredible along with the magnesium brain food for keeping your energy and reducing cramps. So again, if you need anything, check out the website, my friends, at healthmasters.com. The vaccines are not a joke there's stif- significant problems that are happening from them right now. That's why I've encouragedly told people the magnesium brain food, the CoQ10 and the resveratrol and the GHI cleanse. Those four right there, I've told them, a lot of people that have been having some issues said that right there is going to help out with inflammation, going to help out with detox and help out with your cardiovascular system. And there's a couple more you can add in if you're trying to go more advanced, like the vitamin E and the chelation therapy and basically the um, ultimate multiple as well. But as far as the base of it, Always understand that even if you made a mistake on something or you did something you're like, man, I wish I'm not, I'm not getting another shot again you can still do things to mitigate a lot of the problems and keep your blood flow and your cardiovascular system strong and help detox your body. Because I think this stuff does, after a while, start to wane. It may store in your body, but as we've seen, it appears most of the severe side effects are within the first few months of getting the shot. That's why they're continually encouraging people, get the next shot, get the booster, get another booster, because they want to get the toxicity level at peak amounts in the body. So thank you again for the support. Check out the product of the week, the vitamin C. Caps with antioxidants on the website on sale right now. Be sure to check it out. Also to the Meat Buckets Two-Pack Special on the front page, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, absolutely awesome day, my friends. And I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.